fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are featuring the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And we are so pumped and excited to have Madison McElhaney with us today. Madison, how are you? I'm great. What's up? Not much. So <laughs> one thing that I have learned through this kind of um, leading up to semifinals is I met Tristan Patrick um, <laughs> about two months ago, and he has gone from relative unknown, helping out coaching a team to maybe one of the preeminent camp coaches in the country. Yep. It's funny. I literally just got off the phone with him and he said, are you getting ready for your podcast? I'm like, how the hell do you know that I'm doing that? <laughs> so, so the way I met him was we are following seven athletes from the open to wherever they finish their season. Mm -hmm. And one of those athletes is Kelly Baker. Okay. And so that's how I met Tristan. Um, and at the time I thought she was his only athlete and maybe, maybe she was. Yeah. Probably. And then, and then he added Hattie and you and Savannah. Um, and I've interviewed that you'll be the fourth one now. Nice. And so why, why that choice? You're, you're going with a relative unknown. Um, but my God, he's got like, you guys are performing so well this year. Well, thank you. First of all, um, it's a really funny story. So if you asked me like in December, how's your season going to go? I would say I don't have a season because I was planning on taking the year off because um, I relocated to Colorado and there's a lot of stuff going on, my health issues and all that. I just was like, I'm not competing this year, but I had qualified for TFX. So I figured if there's anything that can spark my fire again, it would be going to compete live. So I go to compete. I had been training, not what I needed to do at all. Like pretty much barely training leading up to that. Um, and I went and I, I did decent. I had a couple top fives. I think I was ended in eighth or ninth. Um, but I was like, haven't been training. And I saw this camp there, um, which was ironic because at the time I thought nothing about it, but it was ascend. Then I came home and I, I kind of had that fire. So I reached out on Instagram to just my following. And I said, does anybody know a running coach? Because the running event there is what just fuck me up. Like I, I suck at running, never been good at running. So I've been trying to find a running coach. Um, so my friend Emily reached out and she said, Oh, there's this guy at my gym. He's a really good coach for running. He could just do your conditioning. So I reached out to Tristan on Instagram and I said, Hey, uh, I was referred to you for running. Can we talk? I just want to get better at running. So then we had a call and then immediately I was like, actually, do you coach everything? or just running. He said, I do everything. I'm like, okay. I knew nothing about him. I honestly didn't know he had any athletes. I just thought he was a running coach. So I took, I took him on and he started programming for me and he pretty much immediately changed my life. And in, so I started with him that, uh, like the week of the open and I was bad. So I said, I'm really sorry. You're taking on a horrible athlete right now. <laughs> I'll see what I can do in the next couple months. And he really got me like, I feel like I'm the fittest I've ever been. And it's been two months. So best decision so ever. It's, it's really crazy. Cause I, I talked to Savannah, I think a week ago and she met him at TFX. Okay. She met you at TFX. Yes. I met her. She was so sweet. I didn't meet Tristan though. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> and and the same thing, like she wasn't with a coach all of a sudden, bam, she's with Tristan after TFX and she's like, it was life-changing. Life-changing. Yeah. And so what does, what is it that Tristan brings to the table that has, is it just structure? Is it? Um, that's a good question. So I've worked with a coach in the past and he was amazing. Um, I just had a really hard two seasons. So after last semifinals, I was really sick. And I just, I said, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Cause it was, it was too much work to then go like 
fail. Um, so I just got rid of my coach and I started blog programming. So I went through like three or four different blogs and just wasn't having fun at all. So number one, it was just someone to like keep me accountable because I hadn't had that in a year. Two, we communicate pretty much all day, every day, calls, texts. Um, if I have any question on a workout, I text him and he immediately responds. If I'm old for CrossFit, so if my body's breaking, I'm like, please help me. I can't do this. And then he'll say, don't worry about it. Skip it or modify it to this. And that makes me feel better about it because I'm the person who reads the, like the blog or the programming and I don't want to skip anything, you know, but he makes me feel okay. So just keeping me healthy. And then on top of that, his he he's made me believe in myself again, because honestly, when I talked to him two months ago, I'm like, I'm going nowhere. I suck. <laughs> My open was pathetic. Cause again, I just, I just moved to elevation and I, I was not fit. So that, and then his programming is incredible. So I could go on and on, but yeah, I, so, so you've given me a couple avenues to go down and I want to make sure I hit both of them. Um, so one, you say, you know, you're, you're old for CrossFit. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, I, th so in my opinion, right. CrossFit, the mainstream media are focusing on all these teenagers that are coming up in the sport, mm -hmm. but I've talked to all these semifinalists. Like there is a large contingent of 30 somethings heading to semifinals. Yeah. Which and a lot sick. of them have a shot, right? Like, like I think people are forgetting that there's more to life than just a 17 year old doing the sport. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank right. You. So, but I read your history. You, you've been a gymnast forever, highly competitive MMA fighter and your body, you have, you have put it through the ringer. Yes. Yeah. I always Getting say hurt I'm 31 going on at me. all phases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Broken. So, so that, that part has to be hugely important to you if Tristan is willing to work through that with you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I've learned like to be smart. Finally, it took, it took a long time to realize that I can't do everything the 17 year olds are doing or what I was doing at 17. Um, and that just more training isn't better, even though I've gotten to a point now with Tristan that I'm doing a ton of volume that if I was just doing off a blog a couple months ago, I never would have been able to keep up. And I'm not sure that's like his magic, but I, I don't know how. <laughs> well, and that, that has to help you as an athlete, your mindset, like, okay, I, I, I can do hard things again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so let's walk through that, that history, right? You, you were a gymnast, um, it was a point where your parents were begging you to stop and you didn't want to stop mm -hmm. because you were hurting yourself. You, you leave gymnastics, you, you float around a little bit, you find MMA and at yeah. every fight you get hurt. Yeah. Every fight you win, but you get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but I was used to it at that point. So when I was in it, it wasn't like, Oh man, I'm injured again. It was like, Oh, this is my life. You know, starting at 12 years old, I was injury free until 12 and then starting at 12, I just had a landslide of injuries for the next from 12 to 17, just like break after break, after tear, after surgery, six knee surgeries, just like it wouldn't stop. And then there was a four, five year gap between gymnastics and fighting. And I just had a really bad eating disorder. Didn't, didn't eat food pretty much struggled, moved to Europe, came back, found fighting got better and then just started injuring myself again. And I was like, Oh, I'm just back to my childhood. <laughs> so. And then you've also battled an autoimmune disorder during this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still definitely battling that. But for the first time in years, I'm feeling good. So I don't even want to like jinx myself. Cause I'm just hoping that I can get through semifinals this year without going back. So. Yeah. And so that's got to wear on you year after year, fighting these injuries, fighting these autoimmune disorders, all of this stuff. And I, and I can see where maybe you lost your fire. Yeah. After last year, semis, I, I was done. Cause I, I felt amazing till about three weeks before semis last year. I was, I was great. Like I really thought I had a chance. I had finished 10th the year before and I felt much more fit last year. So I was like, I got a chance here. 
And then three weeks before I was like, oh no, no, not again. And I knew going there, I was just already mentally checked out because I felt so bad. And then for months after that, I was struggling with my health. Probably, probably the worst ever last year. So from what was semifinals, March, May, I don't even know from like May to three months later, nothing, no training, just sick. And I was done. I was like, I'm done. This is not worth it. <laughs> so you've said in different interviews that I've read and, and watched that you're an all or nothing person. Yes. No half in for me. <laughs> right. And so right now, like you have to live a way to, to save your body for the big event. Mm -hmm. How hard is that to dial back where you need to dial back? Or do you need someone like Tristan saying, no, no, today's the day we're going to win tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's him. And half of our conversations are him talking me through like why I'm going to do a 12 day taper before the comp and why I need these three days to deload. And cause I never have deloaded before or anything. So yeah, I'm like, I tell me not to do this because I'm about to do it, but I'm broken. He's like, stop, don't do it. So that's, that's a big, big, big plus to having him as a coach. Is, is that the light bulb that you yeah. think he's brought? Yes. I mean, that's one of them. There's, there's quite a few. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> a, whole, a whole case of light bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there any plan to go to Texas before yeah. semis? Mm -hmm. I'm going, um, the 11th to the 14th. I think I, I don't even know the date. I think it's in a week and a half just for a quick Thursday, Friday, Saturday before okay. I head to Cali. Yeah. Are you excited to throw down with the other ladies? Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm very nervous. We're always like our leaderboard's so funny. It's, it's so close. I feel like the three of us are definitely good competition for each other. I know they already trained together. So obviously a little nervous to go in and be the the odd one out, but very, very excited. I don't, I can't think of anything that will be better for my, my pre competition training. And I've never so, met Tristan in person. So <laughs> it'll be the first time. Isn't, isn't that amazing in this world yeah. we live in today, right? Yeah, so like I've met so many people online interviewing this in this way. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's fun when you get to meet them in person for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, and and it's crazy how long you've known people and never met them in person. Oh yeah, years sometimes, especially since COVID. Yep. So we have a question from T Kane. Uh, T Kane says, "Madison, what is your favorite part of living in Colorado?" Oh my gosh, I love it here. Definitely the outdoors. It's just there's never nothing to do. If it's snowing or or raining or warm, whatever, I can always go outside. But I'm like a big outdoors person. Um, so that's been life changing here. So I want to go back to, you started gymnastics, I think at three. Yeah. Like something insane like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was walking um, on my hands before I was walking on my feet. You, you seem to, so you were an elite gymnast competing at an elite level. You won all but one of your MMA fights. Um, you are really good at CrossFit. Do you are is it a natural athleticism or is it because you started so young in a sport and that just gave you this solid foundation moving forward? I think that's a great question. Um, my dad was an athlete, so I, I always say I got my athleticism from my dad. Uh, my mom, though, is the one who taught me to work out, like, she worked out every day. I could ever remember as a child, but it's funny because I have three siblings and they've never been super into sports at all. So they're into other things more. My sister did sports. Um, my two brothers, no sport. They hated sports. They still hate sports. Um, but yeah, nothing like me. So I do attribute pretty much all of my success to gymnastics. I think that just from the youngest age taught me everything, discipline and and I loved being like in pain <laughs> doing sports. I just thought it was the coolest thing. So I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. It's the, it's the old nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. And what, where it comes from. And, I, and there probably isn't a, a complete answer to that question, yeah. but it's a cool discussion to have. Yeah. I'd say both. And so you, you mentioned pain that you like pain, um, being in pain. 
And, and I, I talked to Chris Spieler a few years ago who came up through wrestling mm -hmm. and he said, the thing that wrestling gave him in for CrossFit is in wrestling, you're always in positions that are uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? You're when you're grappling, you're in a hold that just doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And if being able to get through those sensations and that feeling meant when he was CrossFitting, he, he could, he was comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to be. Do you see the same thing with, with your MMA background? Because I'm yeah. sure you were in positions that were not comfortable. Yeah. Um, I think gymnastics and MMA because gymnastics was the hardest sport that I've ever done. It, it was actually harder than MMA. And the reason is just like you're doing, I mean, first of all, you're a kid, but also you don't get to do anything else. It's like eight hours a day in the gym. And I don't know, the, the discipline in gymnastics is more so like from your coach telling you what to do. And in MMA, you're disciplining yourself. So if you're having like a lazy day, you could kind of get away with that. But in gymnastics, if you're having a lazy day, you're going to fall off the beam and break your wrist, you know? So I think it just took more focus. And then MMA is more of like a flow. I mean, you had jujitsu and wrestling and Muay Thai and boxing and uh, just running outside to cut weight and every, every different facet. Um, definitely a hard sport and takes an incredible amount of just energy, time and focus. But I don't know. It was never, it was never like a job for me. It was just, I was having fun and gymnastics was more of like, I got to go focus. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but CrossFit on yeah. the other hand, totally just for fun. It's never been a career for me. It's never been like, I want to be the best in the world. It's like, I want to be the best that I can be and go compete. And I think MMA, I had a different mindset. Until but, but you have stated before that you really want to taste the CrossFit games. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I want to be the best I can be, which is the games for sure. I, I have the ability to go to the games and no doubt. And I have, I have the passion and I have the drive and I have the time so I can do it. But in MMA, like I wanted to be in the UFC. No. So just, just yeah. a different mindset. Well, and like everybody understands the correlation between gymnastics and CrossFit. Yeah they don't always understand like grappling and <laughs> jujitsu to CrossFit. Right. Yeah. I but, feel but like I made some... it sound so easy. Like MMA sound easy. It's not easy. It was horrible. And it, and my body just hurt so much more than CrossFit every day. My body was broken for five years, broken. And in CrossFit, like I feel good. So before I go back to gymnastics a little bit, one more question about MMA you mentioned like Muay Thai and jujitsu and grappling. That's not in your past. That's not in your no. history that I've read anywhere. No. <laughs> like you had to learn all that like yeah. on the fly while jumping into MMA. Yeah. How, how hard was it to learn all those disciplines all at one time? Um, well, most MMA fighters and coaches would tell you it's not ideal at all. Um, I was 22 <laughs> years old and just like, eating disorder in a gym, trying to lose weight kind of thing, hitting, um, pads. And apparently my movement looked fluid and looked like, like something that could be developed into a high level. Um, which I'm a natural athlete. I was a gymnast. So I pretty much anything I try, I'm going to do well, except for basketball for some reason. But, uh, I was like, sure, why not? This is, and then I went to jujitsu the next day. I was like, that's fun. Cause I'm strong still just from gymnastics and body awareness. And then I just fell into it. And I, I went from full-time job to full-time job with 40 hours of training a week. So I was like waking up at four and going to bed at nine full training. I, I just thought it was fun. I, I wouldn't say it was hard. It was just fun because sports are fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And th there had to be like, it had to always be new. Cause I mean, I did take like three years of a keto and so you're learning even in that, just that one discipline, I'm, I'm learning every time I go in. Oh yeah. And I if mean, you're I, doing three different disciplines all in a, as fast as you can, it had to be crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I was a professional fighter and I did well, <clears throat> but I look back and I'm like, I was pretty low level for, I'm just strong and athletic and fit, but I needed a solid five more years to be anything impressive 
in, in my mind, not in other people's minds and promotions mind. Cause I was fighting for Invicta, who's a huge promotion, but I, I think in the time I thought I knew a lot more than I actually did. Like I look back to jujitsu and I think I was terrible at jujitsu, but I just got by cause I was strong. And like, I'm good at wrestling and I'm good at hitting. So jujitsu didn't matter that much, but it would have been nice to be able to develop each thing separately. I think I would have been a much better fighter. So. So you do gymnastics till 15, 16, 16. Yeah. Um, and then you take a bunch of time off, you mm -hmm. do some MA fighting mm -hmm. for a couple of years, and then you jump into CrossFit. Was the muscle memory all still there from gymnastics? Well, yes and no. Like I had never snatched a barbell ever before CrossFit or I had never done clean. Yeah, but, or, like, but the story is like you just walked into a gym and snatched 145. <laughs> I think my first day was 125 and the second day was 145. And yes, I, that is my that apologies. Is, yeah. <laughs> like I, I think it took me six months to get to 125 and I'm a large yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, I was already fit from fighting and then, um, I had, yes, my, my muscle memory from gymnastics, my mobility is crazy. I still have really good mobility for a 31 year old. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I like bar muscle ups I'd never done, but I'd done glide kips. So the first time I tried a bar muscle up, I got it ring muscle ups, I think took me two days and I was pissed about that. Cause I couldn't get it on the first day, but I never did rings and gymnastics. Handstand walking was there. Handstand pushups, all that. It were, was there, but I just wasn't like fit for CrossFit. I thought I was, but man, I watch videos and it, it's funny. Funny. So anything upside down, you're just loving <clears throat> yeah. life. I love, I, I, when I was a kid, I actually watched TV upside down. <clears throat> and then if I had to get up, I would kick up on my hands and walk to wherever I needed to go and like walk back on my hands. So that's my, that's my <laughs> best friend. I didn't, I never understood that. <laughs> There's Neither pictures of him parents. as a kid in a, in a, in a headstand yeah watching tv upside down yeah freestanding in the middle of the living room for hours and then he for, would just like kip up and go yeah i don't know how i didn't pass out because i would just lay there no matter where i was any house i was just upside down it was weird it's really weird i've tried yeah. it a couple times as an adult yeah, he's weird too <laughs> he's weird too so may, you're yeah. in good company though perfect um so gosh, so many things. So you go to MMA, you are a sponsored athlete. Like you, you're being backed all this stuff. You decide you can't, your body just can't do it anymore. And you jump into CrossFit and it's like starting all over again. Oh yeah. But I, I went into CrossFit just like, okay, my athletic career is finally done. I'm 27 years old. I'm retiring from athletics. I'm working full time and I'm going to do this for fun. So there was no pressure on me. Um, I went to regionals at like four months after I started on a team. Like I, I was terrible. I don't know how they let me go with them on the team, but we went. And then I think it was then that I was like, oh, I, maybe I could do this a little more seriously. But I never stopped working. And that's one of the things I actually just had a conversation with Tristan about is we were going through the list of games athletes. And I think we came to the conclusion that there are zero with full-time jobs. <laughs> so yeah, I just light bulb. I'll be the first one. Yes. You have one. There, there's one who Carolyn Prevo. Okay. Oh yeah. She's not in my, I missed that. What does she do? She's a school teacher. <clears throat> oh my gosh. That's awesome. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, I and she plays back. professional hockey and she um, does jujitsu and okay, so freak athlete, <laughs> freak human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. So yeah. I'll be the second. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the East though. So you're not even like competing <clears throat> against her this in the semis, but yeah, we're, she's one of the athletes we're following actually this year. Oh, cool. And that's cool. the only that's reason I, I know that off the top of my head. Yeah. Prove me wrong. So you are a real estate agent. Yeah, I, I do quite a few things, um, but my main thing is real estate agent and then real estate development. Yeah. What I found funny, like reading your history is you and I have something kind of similar in, in common. And that is, so I have a business degree. You have a business communications degree. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how I got into that. Like, I don't know why I did that. 
and I spent tw- 20 plus years in corporate world oh my and h- hating life. Yeah. I spent two until months. I, so. <laughs> and still, until I decided to do this. Yeah. You were much smarter than I. Too mu- no, like I, wa- said, I wasted my money and three years of my life in college. Like I, if I could change anything about my life, it would be don't go to college when I did. Don't waste that time, money. Like I had no idea what I wanted to do and it's fine because I am where I am now, which is great. But yeah, business degrees are, huh? What? So I got my master's in business. Oh, you're even. And spent 20 years <laughs> plus in the corporate world. Yeah, no. Nope. Um, yeah, I totally. And I, I wanted to be a sportscaster when I was 12. <clears throat> right. So you And that's what, what essentially I'm doing now, right? Yeah. Is, what I loved, but I didn't go back to it till I was 49 years old. Wow. That's crazy. But at least I did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, one so, thing about me is I cannot stay in something that makes me unhappy. I'll, I'll immediately just, I can't. Life is way too short for that. So it took you 20 years, but you're there now. <laughs> I am. I'm still kind of doing it as like a side gig. Um, just, till I can get the funding for this to where I need it to be. But but (coughs) at least I have this outlet every day. Yeah. So, so then you get into CrossFit, you say it's just a hobby. You you meander around COVID happens. And then you go to the 21 granite games. Yes. Which, which I was there too. Oh, I'm sure you saw great things there. And there was a buzz about you. Yeah. Because right? I got carried off the kind field of like, every event, like draped over. Well, something. one, it was the hottest event I've ever been to in my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got heat stroke. So hot. Sure you know that. You and 20 other people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a buzz about you because, and, and it was that, hey, there's this MMA fighter that just is doing really well. And so like in the media world, there was this buzz kind of going on about you. And then you finished 10th. Yeah. So kind of relative unknown. And all of a sudden you go to Granite Games and bam, you're in 10th place. Mm -hmm. So walk us through what's going through your mind and you're battling heat stroke that weekend. It was like, if just surviving that weekend was a, a huge accomplishment. B finishing top 10 was another huge accomplishment. So then what goes through your head? Well, um, all unexpected. And yeah, I was beyond heat stroke, very sick, like leading up to that. So they actually tried to pull me from the competition, the last event, like before the last event, I, I got, I went off. So now there's a few people in that world who don't like me and that's okay because I told them, fuck off. I'm doing this. Like you've let me die all weekend. I'm going to go die one more time. So I did it and I think I finished really high. I think like maybe third in the last event. So, cause that was a really good event for me. So I was not about to leave on that note. But um, after that competition, that that's when I was like, okay, I can go to the games because I just got 10th deathly ill. And I don't know how I did that. And I'm sick, like on top of the heat stroke. So um, I changed everything the next year. Like I got a nutritionist. I worked with a sports dietitian who I still work with. Um, I, I got like more serious with my coaching, more serious with my training. I did everything more, the recovery, all the recovery things and everything was going great that next year. And I was like, this is my year. And then, yeah, it just, it fell apart. So (laughs) health. We'll we'll get to that part in a minute, but if people don't remember what that last event was, it is the infamous event where like Emma Carey couldn't get the The overhead walking lunges finished yeah. Um, and fell a couple places. It was a brutal last event. Like it yeah. was a chipper. It was super that, heavy. That went the whole way down the, the field. There was box step overs with the dumbbells. Um, I think that was a different event. That was with the D was it? That was with the D ball step overs. It was, um, okay. Lunges and then devil's press with 50s okay, yep, and 70s. Yep. I think. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I think there was skier in there. I don't know. Yeah. I, I remember it, it took up the whole, it went the whole yeah. width of the field Yeah, and there was like stations the whole way down yeah. finishing with that lunge mm-hmm. um, at the end um, with yeah. Super heavy dumbbells and sick. You 
you did well in that event. Yeah. I love that event. I love heavy, heavy, anything really. Well, not deadlifts, but yeah. Yeah. So huge finish. Now there there's, there's a bigger buzz about you. Your top 10 semifinalist goes on. Now you come back the next year into syndicate Yeah. and, and the whole world, your whole world takes a step back. Yes. Uh, 10 steps back for sure. <laughs> I knew going in, like I said, about three weeks before I started getting with my coach at the time being like, this is not good. I'm not doing well. I can't really train leading up. And I'm like fucked up and I get there. And I, I remember Ariel Lowen one, at, after one of the events at syndicate, like I was having an asthma attack in the back and she had to go run and find my coach with my inhaler. And like, thank goodness for her. It was just every event. It was after I had an asthma attack and I was just a disaster and I wanted to go home the whole time. So mentally it was just, number one, it wasn't fun. Number two, it was like a blow to my ego. I just spent a year doing everything I could and it's over. And then the really sad part, which kind of is what turned me off of CrossFit is I had all these supporters and all these sponsors and like management and all that. And then the second I did poorly at syndicate, they all just disappeared. They never like checked in on me except for the sports dietitian who she still works with me, but they never checked in on me or like asked what happened or anything. It was just like, bye. <laughs> so I said, fuck CrossFit, bunch of fake people. And yeah, it was just kind of a bummer, like all in all poor performance, poor health. And a lot of people just ditched me. So that was not a good performance from not a good indication of what I could have done. So it's, it's funny you say that because again, another similarity, you know, the podcast and the media company has grown. We got management, we got, but then they got a better offer. Mm -hmm. So like, see ya. Failed. Yeah. Bye. That that's honestly like, I, I'm, I have to be careful with what I say because it's, you know, but I have a lot of issues with CrossFit. We're just, we're just, just, I think four of us right now. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I just CrossFit, like there's a lot of things that are wrong to me. And if they want to be a real sport, they need to be a real sport. Cause I come from a real sport, a real professional sport. And to me, this is not that this is like a hobby, you know? So the sponsors, especially like here, let me send you some free stuff. I'm like, I'm like a highly competitive athlete going to compete at the top level and doing everything I can. I don't need more free clothes. You could pay like help, help pay, you know? So it's just a different, yeah. it's a different life, which is why I've never taken it as seriously as, as the career athletes, I guess. Well, and that's, that's another thing like, and I didn't, I didn't intend to dive, dive down this path, but let's go a little bit business degree, right? Mm -hmm. Even though it was a waste of money and a waste of time <laughs> and all of that stuff, you, learn you stuff. do learn how business is supposed to work. Yeah. And this is not it. <laughs> this is not it. Right. This whole like landscape yeah. is so jacked up. It's so, um, and, and I feel like I could take it and just fix it. Like in a week, I feel like I could just, if you want this to be a sport, get monster, get, get, Pe I don't care. Get Pepsi, get like a huge sponsor. And then let's make this a sport. Let's not make our top athletes pay to compete. Like even the top that, of the top athletes, they pay to compete. Tia Toomey, she doesn't pay herself, but I'm sure her sponsors pay her spot to the games. So that is well, that's backwards. The barbell spin did a, a report where it was cheaper to go to these events as a spectator as, than as it was an as an athlete. I'm sure it's so expensive. And then the sponsors, they're not, most of them are just not willing to help you unless you're either super, super, super Instagram famous or going to win the CrossFit games, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And so it comes back and I think the biggest solution is CrossFit needs to sell off the sport, license the name. That's what, yeah, that's exactly what we were saying. Right. Yeah. And then have someone else own it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, Dana White. Oh, not gosh. that he's not, not that he would, not that he would buy CrossFit, yeah. but someone like that, right? Yes, a business mind. It's willing yeah. to promote and to push and to market all of that stuff, right? Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah. See, we we just business need to get investors, take it over and do it ourselves, Madison. Yeah. 
I am, I could do a pretty good job, I think. So, okay. So then you have to find as an athlete, as anybody in this space, you have to find the love in it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause you have to do it because you love it because you're not really yeah. making money at it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And after syndicate, you'd lost all of that mm -hmm. for a lot, for a long time, probably 10 months. So that brings us back to TFX and Tristan and mm -hmm. all of that. At what point did the, did the spark of the love start to come back? Was it TFX in your performance there? Was it talking to Tristan? Was it learning that you could do this without being in pain all the time? Um, it wasn't TFX because I performed poorly there, but it was also kind of a shit show event. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, but it was fun enough, I guess. I think when I got home, I was just pissed about the run. That was the only thing I was thinking like, fuck that run that ruined my placing that run. And I thought I ran well for myself. So that's how bad of a runner I am. It was a three K or a five K um, weight vest run, like a trail run. And I thought I crushed it, but I got, I think maybe fifth to last. So I really just wanted to get better at running. I still wasn't really planning on doing the season, but it was the conversation I had with Tristan. The first phone call, it was like 40 minutes probably that re-sparked like, Oh, this could be fun. I could actually train and get better. And there could be a plan. Cause all these blogs, they're fine for some people, but they, I feel like are pretty thoughtless and like progressions and they're just not tailored to me. I'm, I'm a weird athlete. I am very strong at some things and I have some serious holes and just fitness overall fitness is like my focus. So, um, when I talked to him and realized I could get better and I could do this again, I think that was that was what did it. Because again, when I first talked to him, my plan was not to get CrossFit programming. <laughs> it was running. Right. So I think what's, so I'm, I'm working with an athlete. Um, and it just through this process, we become really good friends and I'm just helping her out in, in the master's division. Mm -hmm. And she was, she's doing like a, a blog programming mm -hmm. and it's very isolating. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, you don't get a lot of feedback. No. You're like, they, they look at you as the bare bones mm -hmm. sign up and not getting personal coaching. So you don't get a lot of feedback or anything like that. And that's got to feel like, like isolating is the best word for it. Like you're just alone. Yeah. I was just training alone. I mean, I, and I actually was at that time training alone and then no one really puts their scores up because none of the top athletes are actually doing the blog, even though some of the blogs say, Oh no, our top athletes do this blog. It's like, no, they don't. But yeah, so I was just training alone. No idea if my scores were good or bad or just nothing to push me. All the same stuff she's told me. Yeah. All the same stuff. She should get a coach. And, um, <laughs> and so now, now you have Tristan who you have admitted. You guys talk every single day. Yeah. Text. Definitely. Yep. Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so now you don't feel it what is that difference going from feeling kind of isolated to now being a part of a team? I mean, it's a crazy, it's, it actually changed everything. I, even when I started with him, it was like, okay, let's get through the open and then let's see if I can squeak in to semifinals. That, that was our, both of our mindsets. Like, let's just get through quarterfinals and see if we can somehow make it through to get to the main event. And then we'll, we'll retalk. We'll see if you want to do this and like, whatever. And then I ended up placing pretty high. I think it was top 50 in the world. And then I think 17th in, um, in the West. And I had a back thing going on. So we were like, oh man, this it's going to be close. And it didn't end up being close. So it was like, that was proof in the pudding of it, it's working. And I didn't even realize it was working. You know, you were like the game operation. There's, there's always an ailment that needs to be fixed. <laughs> And I was fine until the week before I got adjusted and my, I have a disc issue in my C4, C5 and it popped out. And I was like, I called Tristan two days before I left for Cali for quarterfinals. And I said, I really didn't want to tell you this because I was hoping it would go away, but I'm fucked. I haven't worked out in a week. I can't move. Like my, this is not, it's not good. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to do quarterfinals. And then it was like magic. It just, I got through it. I taped 
I had a lot of people helping me, but like I taped the shit out of my back and I, I was crying in almost all my videos in pain, <laughs> but I still finished it. Like that clean and jerk workout. I should have, I should have won. I should have done so well on that workout. The heavy clean and jerk one. I barely made it through that. And I'm like tears in my eyes. It's pretty funny. See that, that to me just makes you so dangerous right? <laughs> because, because you are, you can play through pain. Yeah. I mean, I've always, that that's gymnastic. Like, Oh coach, I broke my wrist. You're fine. Keep going. You just keep going months and months until you physically can. And it's the same with MMA. Like before my last fight, the one fight that I lost, my ankle was broken. I broke it this Saturday before the fight and I fought on a broken ankle. So it's just like, I don't care what, if I can get through it, I'm going to do it. It does not matter how bad it hurts. It's the, it's when I like, I can't like my back was so bad. I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to get through this. And then somehow, but it makes me dangerous. But at the same time, if I can't stay healthy, then I am zero danger at all. Well, why, why I say dangerous is there's going to come a point where the stars are going to align yes. and you're going to go into an event healthy. And then the pain you have to push through is going to be, you're going to be able to go to dark spaces that other people can't go. Yeah. And you don't, because you don't have to worry about the, the broken ankle or the neck alignment or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're just going to be able to push through the muscle fatigue and it's going to make you highly dangerous. Yeah. That's going to be uh, in three weeks, three and a half weeks. <laughs> because you're coming in in 17th seed, right? So yeah. it's not like, and they take top 10, mm -hmm. seven spots is nothing to make up, oh, especially yeah. With these jokers Help. in the online competition, you don't even know what's real and what's not. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I, there's a, a, if I ever had a chance, it's this year. If I could just stay healthy and yeah, I will stay healthy. Yeah. And so you're, you're going to be in Pasadena. Yes. And you're from California. Yeah. So will you, will you have support there? I think I'm going to have a massive crowd. I'm pretty excited because I have, I was part of two gyms back there and I know a bunch of people from both gyms are coming and then my whole family's from there. So I think I'll have, I'm afraid they're going to bring like faces of me. So I'm sure we'll see them. <laughs> a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see all that. Yeah, um, I can. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be filming like a kind of a documentary type thing that weekend oh, and then cool. covering the sport too. So I'm I'm writing down all these storylines so I can like like be up in the crowd with your support group and <laughs> have that as part of the thing and That's awesome. um, some things like that. So I'm super excited for that. Cool. What part of California are you from? Los Angeles. So right there. Like right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is hometown reunion. Yes. I cannot wait. I Finally. Finally. Yeah, I um I've never been to California. Um it used to be a great place. <laughs> I left <laughs> for a reason, but it'll be fun. Yeah. It's a really it's a really awesome place to vacation, obviously, because you don't have to deal with the traffic every single day, all day, and all the people. So it'll be awesome. And Pasadena is like a little bit outside of LA. So it's gonna be hot though. I bet it's gonna be so hot. So yeah, I'm ready. excited. I I just have never been. I I you know, it'll be, so I've been out West. I just haven't been to California. That's crazy. Yeah. I've been to Arizona. I've been to Washington. I've been huh. all over the place. Just, just not there. Um, be a great first time. So what are, what is your goal and what are your expectations for this? Well, my goal is top 10. There's no question. And again, like ask me that a month ago, I would have said something different or maybe five weeks ago before quarterfinals, I would have been like, just want to, I told everyone actually just want to go get top half, which would be top 30. And when I talked to Tristan on the phone after quarterfinals or right before quarterfinals, I'm like, I want to get semis and get top half, top 30. So it's changed now. It's, it's top 10 expectations. I don't expect to get top 10 because I'm a realist. And I think if everything aligns perfectly and the events are good for me, I will make it. If, there's a couple things I'm very bad at, <laughs> as we know. Um, so if those are in it, I'm going to have to work a little bit harder. But I still, I don't think it's unrealistic to to get that top 10. I, I think it's definitely possible. You, you said you called Tristan to be a running coach. Yeah. 
Have you have you worked on running at all? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, twice, three times a week, pretty much. I PR'd my 5K last week on the runner. I've pretty much PR'd every running thing ever. And it, it's interesting because I come from fighting, which all you do is run because you have to lose weight, lose weight. So you're just running like five, 10 miles every day. And I hate running. It's not even that, like I am bad at it. It hurts my body, but it's more in my head. I just, I hate it. I don't want to run. And so what we've been doing for running is just a lot of like mental training. Like you're going to rest as much and then hold that pace again and again and again, 10 times. And it's, it's helping. So now I don't really mind when I have running. I'm like, okay, let me go run. I actually was telling someone the other day, I wouldn't consider running my weakness anymore, which is cool. It's just like, it's not a strength, but I don't think I'm, I'm bad at it. I've been keeping pretty good paces on running. Now I just need to fix my deadlifts. <laughs> so deadlift is the new weakness. Deadlifts and thrusters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You might get away with the deadlifts because that doesn't show up all the time. <sighs> I freaking hope not. I just, I'm not built for deadlifts. But- but thrusters show up every every single competition ever. Yeah, yeah. I've been working yeah, on them, so it's all I can do. Keep working on them. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. How cool would it be for <laughs> Ascend to send multiple people to Three, the games? I was just thinking that too. I that would be crazy. I mean, that would be awesome. And truly, Tristan's first year as a coach. Yeah, his first year, and it, and it's it's not out of the question. Like we're all pretty similar athletes and I don't know, could definitely happen. And, and a bunch of you, he's only worked with for months, two months. Yeah. He keeps telling me you're going to go ruin someone's weekend who thinks they're going to the games. Like you need to go just ruin their weekend. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ruin their weekend. (laughs) So that's what we're drilling into our heads. (laughs) Is that a fighter mentality? I was, I was the happy fighter. Like I was always smiling and it's crazy. If you go watch any of my fights, I'm walking out like so excited. And the girls across from me are so angry and everyone always made fun of me for that. Cause I was just smiling and happy, never nervous. Like, I don't know. So not really for me, but I think for most people, (laughs) do you, do you get nervous at CrossFit events? No, I, I wish I did. I think it would help. I, I am like, I don't, I really don't have nerves like that. I think once you get locked in a cage with someone trying to kill you like time and time and time again, it's pretty hard to get nervous to go lift a barbell outside. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't know. So I got to add why. So you are naturally strong. Why the deadlift? Why is the deadlift? uh... This sounds ridiculous, but I think it's honestly my femur length. Like I, I just cannot, cause if I drop my butt and like do a clean deadlift, it's fine. But if I deadlift and touch and go deadlift, my, I don't, my, it just does not mechanically work well for my body. Kind of like front squats. Like I can back huh. squat fine cause I low bar, but front squats, I just, my old coach told me finally after years of trying to get both of the lifts up, like your femur length does not help with these lifts. Well, I do want to share one Instagram post with uh, the the audience, and that is just to show kind of your athleticism, and that you were a gymnast. So I'm going to do that now. Curious to see which one you're showing. Super fun. It's more like parkour. Yeah, I didn't know I could. That was the first time I tried this like weird front flippy thing off the bench or off anything. I guess it's called the front gainer. I don't know. I'm always afraid Tristan's going to get mad at me when he sees these videos of me trying like stupid flips right before semifinals, but not yet. Yeah. That, that was my next question. Oh, apparently (laughs) you don't have much fear. No, (laughs) I don't have, I need to have more fear. I will try anything, anything. Tell me to try it and I'll try it. Yeah. Well, and, in, in the history of, of your competing, did something like this, your fear, your lack of fear, create the injury issue before you got there? Or has it always been in the sport that you got injured? I mean, I've broken a lot of bones like snowboarding and stuff. Um, so that, yes. But 
No, I don't think so. I, I just have like, it's not even that I'm not scared. I just have this, like, I know I can do it. You know, so, like I know if I try that flip, I'm going to land it. Cause I think about how it's going to go. And I don't know. I don't think I put myself yeah. in too much unnecessary danger. It was really hard this season living in Colorado to only go snowboarding twice because I wanted to go like every weekend, but then when, and that was the plan before the plan was to do CrossFit this year. But then I was like, that would be stupid to go put myself in danger. Cause I break things all the time snowboarding. So I did it twice and I was very careful both times, but I think I'm pretty smart with, with that kind of stuff. Okay. We'll call uh -huh. it smart. Sure. <laughs> um, but what I think is funny is, you know, everybody worries about their kid getting hurt doing other things. And oftentimes it's, it's not, it's not that thing that got them hurt. It's yeah. something in the sport. Like I, yeah. I, I was a swimmer and a football player and, and I got hurt more swimming than I did playing football. That's crazy. And it's stupid stuff. Like I slipped on the deck and got concussed. Yep. You know, or right. stupid stuff like that. Yeah. It's not even like it wasn't even athleticism or lack thereof. Um, and so I think that's crazy. So my, my other thing, I think I just lost the train of thought by telling that story. Um, oh, here it is. So you said that you were the only reason you're doing CrossFit this year is because of Tristan and the two months and you weren't going to do it and you were going to go to Colorado and just be snowboarding fun and all that kind of stuff. Um, yes, but more so really like work, <laughs> work really hard. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. But like, but like competitive career was over. You yes. were just going to go have fun on the slopes mm -hmm. and do your job. Now you've been with Chris, Tristan for two months. Mm -hmm. uh, things have gone well. Do you think that's going to bleed into another season? Yeah. Yes. I don't see myself stopping after this season for sure. I think I, I, think I still have a few really good years in me. Well, and if you've seen this much improvement in two months. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine what you'll see in a year? Yeah. So next, next year, the plan is for sure to train the full year with him and see what we can do. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Madison, I want to thank you for jumping on. This has been really fun getting to know you. I can't wait to see you in Pasadena and see yeah. what you pull off. Make sure you come say hi. I think hi. the stars are going to align this year. Yeah, I think so too. Make sure you say hi because I'm like, I just don't notice anything when I'm, everyone's like, you look so mean. I promise I'm not mean, but I could easily just walk right by you and not even notice. Not very perceptive. Listen, <laughs> I, I am not. I am. I understand you're there to do a job too. Oh no, but I'm not that serious. So I just am. Okay. Clueless. Yeah. Okay. Well, hi. we will definitely say hi. Okay. Uh, we'll be in the media pit somewhere or I don't cool. know what it's going to all look like, but um, yeah, we'll see you there and everybody okay, awesome. in the chat. Thank you for jumping yeah. in and thank you for participating uh, with that. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale media podcast. Thank <laughs> you.